0: with the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rizzuto. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. Did you make the playoffs? That is the big question. Did you make the playoffs, guys? I hope you did. I hope you did with or without my help, to be honest with you. Like, regardless of how you get in. That's all that matters, get into the dance. I think that is truly what you know separates the good fantasy players from the not so good fantasy players. How often do you make the playoffs, right? There's not much you can control. Once you get into the playoffs, you know, a whole lot of stuff can happen, right? You know, it's elimination, you, you have one bad week and you get eliminated, what can you do? But Throughout the course of the season, did you do enough? Did you pay attention on waivers? Did you pick up the right guys? Did you make the right trades? Did you make the right start, set decisions? It all comes down to this. So did you make the playoffs? Let me know. Hit me up on Instagram. DM me. Send me a DM. Let me know your story. Let me know how it worked out for you. Uh, I would love to see it. Okay, so if you made the playoffs, congratulations. If you didn't make the playoffs, listen, keep paying attention. Okay, the reason why I say that is because there's a lot that's going to happen. You know, weeks 14, 15, 16, 17, even 18, that's five weeks of stuff. And we know how fast things change, right, in this fantasy football landscape. Things are changing all the time, right? And this is one of those, I personally think that you got to pay attention. Pay attention throughout uh, throughout the entire season so that you're ready for next season. You're ready for your redraft. You're ready for dynasty, right? A lot of times you miss things that happen late in the year couple of wide receivers breaking out here and there. A couple of running backs like, oh, okay, he looks good. Don't tune out, is my point. Keep enjoying football. If you didn't make the playoffs, listen, it's like now you can kind of enjoy football without the added pressure of, like, whether my fantasy teams did well. Okay, it's going to be a lot of good football over the next several weeks. So keep paying attention, all right? That's just my two cents, okay? I want to get into the waiver wire this week. For those who did move on into the playoffs, um... I have a whole lot I uh, have a have a big list here but you know no one who's like just uh you know you just have to add him we do have a couple of running back injuries to get to uh but we'll we'll get there in a second but a few takeaways from the game last night Tyreek Hill ended up getting hurt seemed like he hurt his ankle he ended up coming back in later in the game but wasn't able to do what he normally does there is a concern that this is a high ankle sprain um, so you know he did come back into the game yes but I don't think there's any guarantee that he suits up next week so you know they want This guy for the actual NFL playoffs, we'll see what they end up doing, but uh, we have to keep an eye on his status this week, okay? DeAndre Hopkins might have punched some playoff tickets last night with his performance. Seven catches on 12 targets for 124 yards and a touchdown. A lot of variance with Hopkins lately, but it's almost like you have to keep him in your lineup. He finished as a wide receiver five on the week. He was the wide receiver 14 the week before, so very solid. 39% and 38% target shares the last two weeks, so... That's what you want to see. Okay, so there's a revenge game here coming up here against Houston for DeAndre Hopkins. And that's a very solid matchup. We just saw Garrett Wilson do his thing against them last week. I'm not sure we're able to... I'm not sure we're going to be able to tell whether Devon Chain or Raheem Mostert will have a better week at this point moving forward. In week 13, Mostert and Chain basically just split work in the first half before the game got out of hand. And then a ended up finishing the game in the second half and had the bigger fantasy day, right? On Monday night, similar type of thing in the first half. But then Mostert got most of the work in the second half of the run game. Mostert got most of the rushing work in this game. a ended up with five catches on nine targets. He did run more, more routes than Mostert in each of the last two weeks. And he's getting targeted like crazy on a per-route run basis. 25% on the season, targets per-route run, according to Fantasy Life Utilization. 41% in week 14, 25% in week 13, and his efficiency on those touches is there, right? So he has a solid floor because of that high ceiling that he's shown. I'm talking four top five finishes in his last four healthy games before Monday night. He's a must-start every week, right? And I don't know you know, how you don't start most either because he's had two top 10 finishes in the last three weeks. Just have to have both in your lineup. At this point, right? The Jets give up a ton of fantasy points to running backs. They see it. they see them this week. Uh, Most of it was the RB8 on the week a couple of weeks ago against the Jets. Uh, this time, they're at home in Miami. Dontavian Wicks might have a high ankle sprain, which means things are more secure for Jaden Reed. I think Romeo Dubs gets another upgrade, assuming Christian Watson is out again. And then Tucker Kraft get, can get more looks as well. Uh, not the best night for Jordan Love and that offense, uh, but they could bounce back. Four catches for 64 yards in this game uh, for Tucker Craft. Uh, he played on 100% of snaps on Monday night. He was above 90% of snaps each of the last three weeks. Uh, and then, you know, obviously Ty J Spears. You want to talk about him a little bit? Well, I'll hit on Ty J Spears in a second because he is a waiver-wire pickup for sure. All right, so at number one, I have Ty Chandler, right? Alexander Madison got hurt. There is a chance that he has a high ankle sprain, I'm looking at three different medical professionals on Twitter who I usually refer to saying that the video does show a high ankle sprain. So nothing official from the team just yet. They just said he has an ankle, but I think we have to be a little proactive here. Pick up Ty Chandler. It was all Chandler after Madison got hurt uh, in this past game. It's going to be him. He was already kind of moving in on Madison, getting some touches. Uh, But Cincinnati this week, pretty good matchup. Then Detroit, um, you know, not so good in the run game, but he could – Get some reception since he will he could potentially play a three-down role. Uh, and then Green Bay, uh, you know, a pretty decent matchup then in Week 17. And this could be, you know, a situation where Madison misses three weeks, right? Because if it is truly a high ankle sprain, usually that is the timeline, you know, on, on these running backs, okay? Odell Beckham Jr., he's at number two for me. I talked about him at length in yesterday's show, okay? And I talked about him a couple times, so I don't want to, you know go crazy talking about him but if you want all the details tune into yesterday's episode but 10 targets uh on sunday his playing time has gone up significantly after the bye jacksonville this week great matchup so i'm looking at him as a uh wide receiver three start this week and then you got the 49ers that we got for jacksonville decent matchup and then miami okay and and, you know the fact that deandre hopkins was able to do his thing uh against miami on on monday night is, is somewhat encouraging for obj moving forward uh, on those deep balls curtis samuel uh, and by the way also i mentioned yesterday, and yesterday to show that jacksonville has been giving up uh, 40 plus yard passing plays uh at one of the highest rates in the league that's really what obj has been doing for this ravens offense right now where he's being targeted downfield so keep that in mind uh curtis samuel's at number three he went nine for a hundred and then four for 65 the last two weeks he's healthy now he had another week to get even more right uh you know with the bye obviously uh not the best schedule coming up here but i think this matchup against the rams is doable you know they've been solid against slot wide receivers this year the rams been um you know he has a tough matchup against the jets the week after that uh but listen like you know Curtis samuel went for 100 yards nine catches against the cowboys right the cowboys been doing well against the slot too so you know, he does have a matchup tough... Uh, he has a solid matchup against the 49ers in Week 17 in Championship Week. So, uh, you know, I think Curtis Samuel is someone that Sam Howell has been looking at every single week. Giving him his targets when he's been healthy. So, in a PPR league, I think he has a safe floor of around, you know, 8 to 12 fantasy points. Uh, Deontay Foreman is the lead back once again for the Bears. But this is still a three-way timeshare. 39 snaps for Foreman, 20 for Roshan Johnson, 12 for Herbert. Remember, Deontay Foreman was not active... Uh, last week right this week he was he, he moved back up to the top of the food chain here Rochelle was number two he was number one when Deontay was out for Herbert is still uh last you know in this backfield two weeks in a row okay so 14 opportunities total for Foreman against the Lions clear lead early down back for them he got the the lone goal line snap for them as well uh now this is a tough matchup overall for the Bears right in in Cleveland um so uh, I'm not loving Foreman this week but he gets Arizona in week 16 where that's where I want to put him in my lineup that's where I'm, that's really why I want to pick him up to be honest with you so I can start him in that game uh, and then he has Atlanta in week 17. that's a little bit of a tough matchup there as well. So if you're hurting at running back I, I get starting to try to start Foreman this week you know as what you know whatever you need him as as a flex hopefully not an RB2 but um, for me like if, if, if you have your team kind of set, I, th- I think picking him up is worth it just for the possibility that you could start him in week 16. Let's say one of you guys goes down in week 15. You need to flex for week 16. Boom. Deontay Foreman against Arizona. I think that's a solid play. Zay Jones at number five here. Uh, tough matchup this week against Baltimore. Tough matchup week 17 against Carolina. But good matchup in week 16 against Tampa. Right, We're talking playoffs now, right? So we've we got to figure out what matchups we can play these guys in. I still think he's startable this week. Right, he got eight targets and fourteen targets each of the last two weeks. You know he's healthy now, right? He's had kind of had a lost season with all of his knee issues, but it seems like he's good to go at this point. We know that him and Trevor Lawrence have a rapport. We saw at the end of last season, the fantasy playoffs, he was very, very relevant, right? Like he was somebody that everyone, a lot of people had in their starting lineups. He was started in a lot of leagues. So this is the same similar type of situation. Christian Kirk is down as well, so I think they're going to rely on, on Zay Jones a little bit. Okay. Uh, and, and listen, when teams are looking at Calvin Ridley and prioritizing them, Trevor Lawrence has no—he um, has no issues looking at single coverage and throwing it in Zay Jones' way. Uh, I have Noah Brown up next. Yes, he had two donuts in a row. Okay, but you know, I'm hoping CJ Stroud can make it back this week because he has a great matchup against Tennessee. Noah Brown has been playing on the perimeter more. Really, really good matchup. These were two tough matchups, you know, for Noah Brown. Uh, these last two weeks so he had zero points it's weird starting a guy you know who has zero points but I'm only starting him as a wide receiver three if CJ Stroud suits up I'm assuming Nico Collins isn't going to play this week so which is why I'm prioritizing Noah Brown here if if Nico Collins plays hallelujah you know but you know we kind of have to prepare you know for the worst case scenario here and that's uh, Nico Collins not playing with him reaggravating that calf injury that he had that he had to miss a game for a couple weeks ago uh, but we'll see you never know. We haven't got any practice status on these guys yet because it's still Tuesday. Um, and we still have a little bit more left to go, okay? But, but Noah Brown, I think, you know, if Nico Collins has to miss, you know, some time, Noah Brown, I think, defaults uh, to CJ Stroud's number one wide receiver. Oh, and I did want to mention the, the, the matchup, right? So I mentioned already Tennessee this week. Tough matchup against Cleveland next week in week 16, but then in week 17, championship week, they get to see Tennessee again, okay? So worth picking up Noah Brown. I talked at length about DeMar Douglas all season long. Um, You know, he had the concussion, caused him to miss a couple weeks. Before the concussion, two top 24 finishes in a row, had a 26% target share. The week he had a concussion, he only played, he only ran around on like 50% uh, of dropbacks, and he still got an overall. 26% 26% target share. This is not just counting the routes that he ran. This is counting the entire game. So you never know. If he kept on getting peppered in that game, he could have ended up with like a 40%, 40% target share. You never know. So he's the number one wide receiver on that team. Um, and with him coming back, I think he's a solid, I would say, floor play in PPR, right? Not really interested in playing him in standard leagues, uh, non-PPR leagues, but in PPR, I think he, he has a floor of about 10 points. Tajay Spears. According to Fantasy Life Utilization Report, 65% and 68% of snaps the last two weeks, 65% and 60% wrap participation, 19% and 24% target shares. This is a running back we're talking about here. Okay, 22 opportunities, 15 opportunities. Okay, now this is going to continue, right? That's the big question. Obviously, Derrick Henry is there. Still healthy, still good to go. He had a top 10 finish. Tajay Spears had a top 10 finish on Monday night. He was the RB16 the week before, the week 13. Okay, so, you know, what gives here? Right now, this snap share, this wrap participation, this is higher than it's been than the previous few weeks. All right, and these opportunities are there for Tajay Spears. They're feeding him right now. They're feeding this backfield. And Will Levis is looking at him, okay? And you're looking at the Texans this week, they're giving up the ninth-most receptions to running backs per game right they're allowing the six most receiving yards to running backs per game they also bottom 10 in yards per reception given up to running backs so you know i think tiger spears if you need a ppr flex play i think you can throw him in your lineup if you need it if you're desperate enough to throw him in but listen you know some good finishes here top 16 the last two weeks All right, I have Zemir White at number nine. You know, maybe he'll be higher if we knew that Josh Jacobs wasn't going to play this week. But I think he's going to be the early down back if Jacobs can go. He didn't practice on Monday, but Josina Anderson is reporting that the Raiders aren't expecting to elevate. Well, they're not expecting to elevate any running backs for this game on Thursday night. This is the Chargers. This is a decent matchup. You know, obviously, without Justin Herbert, this isn't going to be a situation where the Chargers just run away with this game, right? So... That's the reason why I don't think that um, the Chargers will be running away with that game. I don't think Amir Abdullah will be the guy on the field a whole lot unless it's a third down situation or a two-minute situation. I don't think this is a situation where the Raiders will have to catch up with the Chargers, right? So I think there is some upside for Zamir White uh, you know, to get 15-plus carries in this game potentially, right? That, that's that's kind of how, how I'm seeing it, and they're at home against the Chargers this week so uh if I had to play one running back if Josh Jacobs were to miss it would be Zamir White all right and then we got Jerick McKinnon so the Jerick McKinnon CEH situation without Isaiah Pacheco right it was basically a 50-50 split we talked about it a little bit yesterday but CEH was the primary early down back he was the primary rusher in this game McKinnon ran 40 percent of routes uh didn't really change much from before CEH ran some routes too almost as much as McKinnon but the most important thing here was that McKinnon got the carry at the six-yard line to get in for the touchdown, and we've seen this over the past two seasons where once they get near the goal line, like they just trust McKinnon there, right? And, and obviously that has been Pacheco, but with Pacheco out, they just have been trusting McKinnon way more than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, you know, near the goal line, right? So whether it's receiving, whether it's a it's it's a it's a carry like he just got in this in this one. That's the reason why I'm leaning, leaning McKinnon here. Um, you know, I think that also on a per-route basis, he's probably going to end up getting, getting targeted more. He's probably going to continue to run more routes. So, if I had to choose one to start moving forward, assuming Pacheco misses another game, it would be McKinnon. I have him at 10 this week. I have CEH at 13 this week, okay? In between those guys, I have two wide receivers, Jonathan Mingo and Demarcus Robinson. If I needed a wide receiver to play this week, it would probably be Demarcus Robinson. Week 13. route participation, 15% target share, 25% targets per route run, which is the key right there, and then also another key is 50% of Matthew Stafford's end zone targets. Okay, then in week 14, that jumped, his route participation jumped all the way to a full-time player. He's ran as as many routes as Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, 98% route participation, 27% target share, 22% targets per route run, and again... 43% 43% end zone targets for Matthew Stafford. So when they get near the goal line, well, not only that, but like just in the end zone in general, Matthew Stafford's looking at him. Okay, So he is a potential flex if you need it. You know why? Because they're playing Washington this week. Okay, Washington is absolutely terrible against wide receivers. They've given up a ton of big games to wide receivers. You're obviously starting Puka Nakua. You're obviously starting Cooper Cup, especially after the games that they just had Cooper Cup finally showing who he is. Uh, he's back. Bookanakua, we know who he is as well. Uh you saw that catch. Boo. Um, but Washington this week, Demarcus Robinson, I think if you if you're super, super desperate, throw him in your lineup. Jake Browning at number 14. Oh yeah, I mentioned I didn't mention um Jonathan Mingo. Ten targets in week 13, nine targets in week fourteen, only two catches for twenty two yards on those ten targets. On 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 those nine targets, I'm sorry, but twenty-eight percent target share since week eleven feeling 25% target share during that span okay so Jonathan Mingo he's getting the targets the quality of targets has been bad the quality of this offense has been bad but one of these this type of target share can turn into a big game okay so I think Mingo should be rostered you know even if you don't start him this week he's somebody that you could throw in your lineup it once if you're desperate at some point in the next couple weeks if you need him okay Uh, a couple quarterbacks on my list here I have Jake Browning first he has the weapons he had two big fantasy days, two 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 rushing touchdowns, right? Each of the one rushing touchdown each of the last two weeks. Uh, decent matchup against Minnesota at home. He he has the weapons to get it done against Minnesota. So I think Jake Browning uh, is a decent flex, uh, a decent uh, streamer at quarterback this week if you need it. Um, if you don't need a streamer, go pick up Chase Brown uh, because he's had over hundred yards from scrimmage on eleven touches in this past game. He had nine touches the week before. He showed to be he showed his ability to be efficient. He showed some big playability as well. They're making a concerted effort to give him touches. And that could go up, right? We just saw what happened in this game. Maybe those touches end up going up. We'll see. Okay, so pick up Chase Brown as a stash at the very least. Um and then, you know, that's the top fifteen here guys. Like a couple guys I have after him. Elijah Moore You know, Amari Cooper, clearly the the target getter here, 32% target share. Elijah is only at 15%. And David Njoku, of course, 20% target share. And Joe Flacco is showing that he's capable, right? So also Joe Flacco would be another quarterback that, you you know, you could pick up and stream if you really need one. Uh, Parker Washington, you know, I'm looking at him as somebody who, you know, is a desperate flex play if you need him i i don't i'm not going on my way to grab him but parker washington is somebody i do think it's it's really you know zay jones evan ingram and calvin really as like the top guys getting targets right so parker washington might get you know whatever's left right and also the touchdown that he got in this game it, it wasn't garbage time i mean it was, it was super late in the game right so not really excited about that to be honest eh, i would say it's probably garbage time they were trying to get back they were kind of close um Tucker Craft, Amir Abdullah, Tyler Algier, um, you know, Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson, they're going up against Carolina this week, so there could be a lot of carries to go around. All right, that's why Algier is on this list. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Um, Let me, um, I know that a lot of people, uh, you know, you probably, if you're in the playoffs, you probably have some decent quarterbacks, um, but let me look at some quarterback streamers for you guys. I wasn't planning on it in this episode, but we are uh, Are we going to go a little ad-lib here. And uh, let's get it popping. Let's see who has some good matchups for Week 15. We're going to go ad-lib, all right, guys? Let's see. And I have to obviously see who's available. Oh, so Matthew Stafford, right? Like, oh, I, I, I do want to go over a few of these. I'm all over the place, guys. I do want to go over a few of these guys that, you know, you... Uh, they might not be available, but you should check if they are. We'll, we'll hit that in a second here. But Matthew Stafford, I think, is one of the best streaming options of the week going up against Washington at home. He's absolutely balling out right now. He is balling right now. Okay, we talked about it in yesterday on yesterday's show. So he has his wide receivers healthy. He's liking Demarcus Robinson. He has a new young tight end that he- they used uh, this past week against Washington. Really good matchup. Uh, I-, I want Matthew Stafford in my lineup. Okay, Let's see. Uh, hopefully CJ Stroud, can, you know, can make it back if he does end up playing. You know, obviously he should be in your lineup against Tennessee, uh, even without Nico Collins. To be honest with you, uh, let's see uh, Derek Carr. I don't really want to start him against the Giants. To be honest with you, Jake Browning will be next up for me. Uh, Baker Mayfield tough matchup against Green Bay, but you know he's shown to come through in tough matchups here and there. So you know he's solid. You know Russell Wilson's not really a streamer anymore because he's rostered in seventy-one percent of leagues. Um, and then, you know, Joe Flacco would be the next one, right, up against Chicago. Chicago's been playing well, okay, so just be careful with that one. Joe Flacco can easily just blow up your entire, um, lineup, okay, so just, just, just be careful with that one. He's a more of a desperate, uh, streamer for me, okay, um, so that's that, uh, might as well hit some tight ends as well, right, let's do that, uh, Let's look at some tight end screamers for you guys. Logan Thomas against the Rams. Uh, he's available in 43% of leagues. You can throw pick him up. Obviously, you want to check your waiver wire to see if Isaiah Likely is available. He's he's available in 55% of leagues, so plenty of leagues the way he's still on the wire. Going up against Jacksonville this week, another good matchup. So both those guys have good matchups. Likely definitely being the guy I'd rather start. Cade Otten would probably be, probably be next. Uh, Tanner Hudson has shown a little bit um of rapport you know with his new quarterback um you know five targets four targets three targets last week but they ended up getting the touchdown so he's more of a desperate play maybe a a low end tight end two this week Uh, definitely somebody that you can consider in tight end premium leagues uh and then gerald everett this thursday night uh against vegas i think he's somebody that you can end up uh starting you know he did he was a limited practice participant on monday but not concerned with their, um, let's see, and then Tyler uh, Conklin as well, in 457 with uh, with Zach Wilson back. He's somebody that you know Zach Wilson has targeted uh, in the games that he's started, especially recently. And with this, the way the office looked, you never know, right? We could get some fantasy value out of this. We know we're going to get it from Brees Hall. We know we're going to get it from Garrett Wilson, but Conklin is kind of that third guy uh, that you could potentially plug in if you really need a tight end this week um i think that should do it i I mentioned tucker craft already obviously he has a very good matchup against tampa bay this week too so uh keep that in mind he would probably be near the top of this list after guys like uh isaiah likely and logan thomas i probably lean tucker craft by a hair over logan but it's really close i'll see i haven't done my rankings yet i have to look into it more uh but appreciate you guys um i'll have my tight end rankings out along with all the other rankings uh, very shortly, probably later today or on Wednesday morning, so you can check that out. Remember, we have Saturday games this week, okay? Uh, by the way, just check if these guys are available in the waiver Wire. Jaden Reed, Jackson Smith and Jaypa, Kareem Hunt. The reason why Kareem Hunt is here is because there's a wrist injury for Jerome Ford. X-rays were negative, but we have no idea how it's going to affect him, whether he's going to play this week or not. Isaiah Likely, obviously I mentioned him. Matthew Stafford mentioned him. Keaton Mitchell. He, you know, not the best fantasy day in the world this past week, but he is moving two games in a row. We've seen him be the lead back in this offense. Okay, so Keaton Mitchell will be next. Antonio Gibson, you know, he would have been a lot higher on this list, but Ron Rivera did say that Brian Robinson is expected to practice this week. He had that hamstring injury before the bye. Okay, uh, we'll see how much practice he gets. No, No guarantee he plays this week. If he doesn't, Antonio Gibson will obviously be a pretty good play. Okay, against the Rams uh, Romeo Dobbs at number eight, uh, Darren Waller at number nine, he could return at some point, possibly this week, uh, really, really good matchups the rest of the way for Darren Waller, okay, uh, we just don't know if he's going to play, so I I don't consider him a streamer, but I do consider him a pickup and a stash in case he does end up going, end up going this week, maybe next week, right, because the matchups are good the rest of the way, uh, and then you have Josh Downs, at number 10, pretty disappointing for me. And I know for a lot of people who ended up starting him last week, hope it didn't cost you anything. But I think, I still think Josh Downs should be rostered, uh, but not over a lot of the guys that I mentioned on the waiver wire, okay? So I'm still still picking up like my top 14, 15 guys before I pick up Josh Downs. That's gonna do it for this episode, guys. I appreciate you a ton. Hope you made the playoffs. Hopefully we'll continue to be able to interact with each other for, for the rest of the season. Um, But let's get to it, man. We got a championship to win. Let's get it poppin'. Talk to you guys soon. See ya. Bye-bye.